I don't know about you, but when I look back in my life and I have some of the most heartaches, disappointments, failures, mistakes, I sometimes look back asking, God, where were you? But then I look back seeing his fingerprints, seeing his presence in the midst of it all. And today we're going to hear a story about how God has moved and worked through heartache and through pain, but to bring hope and healing. Check it out. Welcome to the Move Podcast, a young adult movement out of Bethel, Cleveland, where we focus on the move of God within our lives. I pray that you are awakened and inspired by the Lord and that He moves powerfully in and through your lives for such a time as this. Well, what's up, everyone? We are back at the Round Table Podcast. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is it called again? <laughs> the Round Table Discussion, the Move Podcast. <laughs> We're at the Round Table. <laughs> um, it's, it was right in front of us. But hey, I'm so excited for episode five. And we are here with the one, the only, Tabitha Taylor. TT in the house. What's that? Uh, T, we're so excited to have you. Um, it's been so amazing getting to serve and work alongside you for the last almost two years coming up. Yeah, two years. You were uh, you came on board when I started, and you've been such a um, important piece to building this family, to building this ministry, and helping out with our hospitality team, and leading the ladies gather group, and you know, just always keeping me on my toes with all the questions, all the like, hey, Rye, have you done this, done this? Basically, if anyone needs help organizing their life, um, (laughs) call Tabitha. (laughs) But I'm so excited. Again, I love these discussions. I love these round table talks because we get to really just hear, we get to have a conversation about who God is to you, about how God has moved in your life, about um, what the move of God looks like. When we talk about the move of God to people sometimes new in the ministry, they're like, "What? what is that? And I'm like, check out this podcast and you'll hear <laughs> all these different stories about what it looks like because it's really different to everyone. Um, God is so personal, but yet he's so unique to meet us where we're at and to move in unique ways that he knows we need. And so I'm so excited, Tabitha, to hear a little bit about your story and a little bit about how God moved in your life growing up to help you be who you are today. So whenever you're ready, we'd love to for you to jump in. Um, I just want to tell you, do you know how hard this was to like try to narrow it down? Because you know I'm a talker. <laughs> I did. I gave you a time <laughs> limit. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, yeah, so I did not grow up in church at all. Uh, my mom was raised Catholic, so she like taught us how to say our prayers at night. Well, she taught me like I don't know if she went in my brother's rooms and did the same thing, but that was like the only like God I really knew back then mm. was just praying at night. Yeah. Um, and then um, I had some friends that were my like neighborhood best friends and we were always together, always doing stuff. And their mom was like kind of in charge of the neighborhood kids. She was like the second mom for everybody. And their granddad had a church. Um, He was a pastor at a church. And so I kind of would go to church every once in a while with them. Um, But I didn't feel like I was holding on to anything. It was more just hanging out with my friends. Because if not, I had to go home and like... Totally. Go to bed, Yeah, you know? So I was... um, I was doing that and then it was really cool over the summer. I was looking for this book that I used to read with Bible stories in it that I had totally forgot about. And while I was finding that book, I found this other thing called like Source of Light. Okay. And it was like a mail in uh, Bible study course that you did. And I don't even know like where it came from or what city it was from, but you they sent you like a booklet and then you would answer the these questions and mail it back and then they would grade it and then at the end of like the first session they would ask you if you like wanted to give your heart to Christ wow and like i actually remember being a kid and being like no because then that means i have to be good yeah, <laughs> yeah. um 
I might I might have a thought had a thought like that <laughs> once or twice. And you know, this also shows how old we are when we're talking about mailing things yes. in because that was like really before email was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I can say that because we're, you know, similar age here. So <laughs> We're the seasoned young adults. There you go. Yeah, the AKA young adults who are almost on their way out of being young adults. Um, So do you remember how old were you at that point? Oh my gosh. I probably had to be like maybe seven or eight. Like I was, I was pretty little. Um, But I don't remember doing like anything else after that as a kid, like, um, I actually was talking to some girlfriends the other day and like is when I remembered the book that I was looking for, which it was, um, it was actually, I was doing Bible study with a Jehovah's witness that lived across the street as a seven or eight year old. Yeah. And I didn't even remember that. Like until I was talking about it to some girlfriends, I was like, oh yeah, we, we did do Bible study. Like I remember that. Um, so yeah, I was, God was definitely doing something. <laughs> but I wasn't like so God was using these different um, forms of religions essentially to kind of get your attention a little bit where it was kind of like, all right, I want to know about you. I'm interested, but I'm not all ready to dive in because mm-hmm. I still want to live my life. So when did it become, you know, you you went to a Catholic church, you're getting mentored, kind of discipled by a Jehovah's Witness. That could be a <laughs> podcast in all itself, which you might have to do, um, because people always ask us, you know, what is the difference between, you know, being Mormon, Jehovah's Witness and all this stuff. But um, so then what happened? You know, how was it your teenage years? What was it like growing up in your house? And when did God become real to you? Um, So... My mom, so my dad was not like Catholic. He didn't grow up Catholic. So we didn't like do any practices like that at home, right? Um, So there wasn't, the only, the God that I knew in the household was my mom had us praying at night. And um, yes, I think we were just living life like any other family. Um, I, I was a good kid, I hope. I think my parents will say I was a good you, kid. You think if they're listening, they can confirm. Mom and dad, was I good? Um, but I, I, I like, I mean, no, I, I was a good kid. I was, and, but not really involved in church or anything like that. So there was like my teenage years, there was like no Jesus um, up until um, really 2016. Like I wasn't really, like I knew like there was God, but that was it. Like I didn't know anything else. Wow. So most of your life, I mean, all your life up into, you know, your early thirties, you kind of knew about God and you felt like he was trying to get your attention, but you didn't fully surrender that to him. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Like I, like looking, you know, looking back, it's always, you can find stuff that you're like, Oh wait, I remember when he did this. So now I see it, but I never saw it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So how did he fully get your attention to when you really was like, all right, this is God knocking on the door of my heart. I need to answer. Um, in 2016, um, I had just, I was dating a guy, didn't work out. Um, story of my life, hashtag single. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. I'll, I'll put her phone number in the notes <laughs> if uh, anyone wants it. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. Um, in 2016 is when I felt like I just wanted to understand God and like know God. I was just like, I kind of remember just waking up one day being like, Who's God? Who's Jesus? Are they the same person? Are they different? Mm-hmm. Like wanting wanting to know more. And I decided to um, go to this church that I knew a couple of people that went there like through a mutual friend. And I, I was actually out of state for a couple of weeks. And then I came back and was like, when I come back, I'm just going to go. And I went into the church like all by myself scared and not knowing what to expect. Mm. 
so um I ended up staying at that church and I was really like I was super heavily involved in that church I did anything and everything and um about a year after that I was um baptized which I like my baptism like thing like can I tell that really fast is that cool sure go ahead <laughs> um the reason like why I got baptized we were doing this like um activity kind of book where you would like read uh like four or five pages and then answer questions and like what we would call an activation but I didn't know what that was then and I turned the page over and it said uh God is love perfect love casts out all fear and it was like that moment when I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. God loves me. And I was sitting at my kitchen table, like bawling my eyes out. Wow. And I'm like, I never like felt love like that until that moment. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it now. And it's like my, it's my screensaver on my phone wow. and still. And so it was that, that moment that you were at your kitchen table and you turned this pamphlet over, said, God is love that we love because he first loved us. It was in that moment that it became real to you. And it wasn't just a distant God, a distant God who you knew something about, but a God who was becoming personal and knocking on the door of your heart, trying to get your attention. Was that kind of a defining moment where maybe you first really experienced the move of God in your life? I would, I would say yes. Like, because like I like, you know, it was my I wasn't here, you know, I wasn't at Bethel. So I didn't understand any of the the like love of the Lord like that way or anything. Mm -hmm. Like It was just like I was like, oh, my God, because I just started crying. And I'm like, why am I crying? I just read a I just read a sheet of paper. I shouldn't be wow. crying. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get it now. Like he loves me no matter what I do. Like this is amazing. This is so good. So, yeah, that was probably the. The defying moment. Yeah. It's so amazing how God moves when we least expect it. I was just uh, going to grab a smoothie before I came here, and I walked in. I had it pre-made, and I walked into this the the store, and there was a song on uh, that I haven't heard for who knows how long. I think by Avril Avril Levine, and it was you know I'm not gonna sing it, but it was just <laughs> saying like you know keep having hope, keep holding on, and it just hit in a way. I almost felt like the Lord was like, that was for you, Rye. That was for you. Mm -hmm. Like, keep having hope, keep holding on. And I was like, I could have walked in at any point. I could have walked in at a different part of this song. And, and maybe some listening is like, oh, that was just a coincidence. But I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that God moves and speaks to us, whether it's through a sheet of paper, you know, having a Bible verse. But you've probably read that Bible verse before. But in that moment, that Bible verse became real to you which is what the move of God feels like. It's something that we not only read or think about, but we experience, that we feel. It's God moving through the word, God moving through his spirit, God moving through worship, God moving through experience to open people's hearts into letting them know that he's real and he's alive. So I love that. And, and I love that you were crying. I mean, people can't just cry to cry. You were crying because <laughs> you were feeling and experienced something that was of God that you probably had never felt or experienced before. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I was even ever really paying attention to the sermons or anything like at the church I was going to. I just remember kind of just being there because, like, more of the community aspect. Mm. So I wasn't really diving deep with anything. Um, but yeah, like that, that moment's a good one. And I remind myself of that moment often because like, if I'm honest, I don't wake up every day and feel like overwhelmingly loved by the Lord. Yeah, You know, I'm not like, yes, Jesus loves me. This is amazing. Normally I'm like, I had a rough night. I should have got to bed a little earlier. Jesus, how do you love this? You know? Mm. So it's like I have to remind myself of that because no matter no matter what I'm doing, he loves me. Even if I'm not doing something right, he's gonna love me through it. Yeah. And that's good. 
I'm a work in progress, so yeah. I don't do everything right. <laughs> yeah. I love the quote from uh, The Shack, the movie The Shack, or the book The Shack, that says, uh, we are beautifully and wonderfully in process. Mm. Um, that it's a beautiful mess, but we're in process. Yes. Um, as you know, we have a young adult softball team, and we had a game Monday night. And uh, just this season, I felt like God put it on my heart to, at the end of the game, just invite the team to pray with us. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but that's okay. And um, we invited the team to pray with us. And one of the guys was like, wait, what do you mean you guys pray? Like I heard, <laughs> I heard some guys saying some stuff that, you know, Christians should be saying. And I was like, Hey man, we're, we're all in process. Yeah. You know, we're not perfect. We're in process. And, but you know, Jesus meets us where we're at and uh, we're in process. So sometimes the process doesn't look messy uh, or it doesn't look nice, but you know what? It's beautiful to God and God knows what he's painting. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely okay that, you know, we don't always wake up feeling like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but when we go to him and when we get to spend time with him, he fills us up, you know, and that's why if we were all always filled up, we wouldn't need to go to the source to fill us up. Hmm. So he is the one that fills us up. He is the the battery, you know, that char- or the, the charge that charges our battery. He is the one that reminds us of, man, this situation's happening, but this is how I'm moving. This is how I'm working. Um, this is what I'm doing. You know, I always think of the S-U-N that rises every day that reminds us of the S-O-N that has risen in our lives. And, you know, there's a lot of overcast clouds in uh, <laughs> Cleveland, especially coming on fall in the winter. But you know what? The sun is still shining. Yeah. And I know that God is still moving. So God moved in your life about five, six years ago. And where have you gone since then? Who are you now? And what has he taught you about who you are and whose you are and um, yeah, tell us where you're at now in life. Um, <laughs> so after that moment, I definitely didn't stay like on track. Um, progress, right? Like, yeah, I definitely didn't stay on track. Um, so I ended up leaving that church, um, some, some pretty, some pretty severe church hurt from that church. And that was like, you know, my first church I ever went to. And um, I ended up coming here to Bethel Cleveland because I had been here one other time um, for like an encounter night or something. I was like, well, I know this church. And like, I mean, I did some research on churches, let me tell you, before I would like want to pour my heart into another church. And um, so I had all that church hurt and then I, transitions you know in life and came came here and had another huge transition in my life and I was just like I'm like Lord I don't know what to do and I don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and I was just like so mad at like everyone like I didn't want people to talk to me I didn't want um I didn't want to talk to leaders like I didn't want anybody to be like asking questions and Oh my gosh, I was so just, I hated like everything. Mm. Hated myself. I hated like what I allowed in my life. And um, it's so funny now, like when I set, tell people like, yeah, I was pretty messed up when I came to Bethel. And they're like, what? Like all that joy and like all that love you give off. I'm like, yeah, bro. Like four years ago, I would have been like, don't even look at me. <laughs> um. But yeah, I came to Bethel and it was 2019. And then, uh, like I said, transition in life uh, and some pain. And I was like, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what we're doing, but what are my next steps? And I ended up signing up for uh, BSSM. And I didn't even know like what I was getting into. Um, I was just like, okay, I don't have to plan this anymore. So now what am I doing? And now I can see that it was the plan that I was creating was not God's plan, that it was like my plans. And of course, the whole time I was just like angry and whatever, but it took a while for me to realize that 
I was trying to make my own plans and have my own things. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't trusting the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, So then two weeks into my first year of BSSM, uh, my grandpa unexpectedly passed away. And, oh, I thought I was going to do good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And at that point, I didn't really have any friends. Like, it was just the people that I had, like, you know, I'm fresh at this church pretty much. Like, I'd only been going to the church, like, seven months. And then here I am, two weeks into this, like, don't really have any outside friends because I was just so angry at everyone. And my grandpa passes away. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. I didn't even, I don't even know, like, if I told anybody at school, I just know I was just, like, super, super upset, had the funeral, kind of came back and put on the brave face, because I was always the the strong one or the go-to person, you know, so it's like, if something was happening, like, if I have, I have two older brothers, um, and if they were fighting, it would be like, sissy, fix this, and I'm like, well, I'm the baby, why do I gotta fix it, um, so then, you know, did all the the work in BSSM and I always tell everybody I cried every day. I did. You can ask anybody that was in first mm. year. I cried. Um, and not even because the death of my grandpa, just because there was just so much happening. And then, you know, I did second year BSSM and um, halfway through that, my oldest brother passed away. Um and, you know, at this point I'm hearing from the Lord. I've been, been around, you know, I understand it. And I remember, um, I remember getting the phone call that he was in the hospital and he lived in Florida. Remember him, him getting the call that he was in the hospital. And as soon as I got the call, the Lord was like, this is it. And I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? This is it. I'm like, so I like, I'm digging in. I'm like, what do you mean? This is it. Like, this is it. Like, this is the time he's going to turn his life around and get healthy and like take care of himself. Um, Or are you saying like, this is it, this is it. And it was a very clear answer, meaning like this was going to be the last time he was in the hospital. And I'm like, how do you, how do you process that? How do you process your big brother is going to die and you're not sure when? Um, And (laughs) the, the friends that I have made like at BSSM first year and a second year, like, well, first year I pretty much like I was just so messed up. I just cried and told everybody how I feel felt. I didn't really care what anything looked like. But then now these people know me and they understand me. And I just was so thankful that I could come here and just, and just cry. Mm. And like, you know, sometimes there's no words for stuff and you have to get the tears out. But being being around my friends that I have made, like that I made through 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 BSSM is was like super cool. Like they just let me process it how I needed to, you know? Um and about a month after he went into the hospital, um he was getting discharged and he ended up um he ended up not making it he went into cardiac arrest and yeah and he was only 48 I'm so sorry and i knew i knew something was wrong because when i went home my uncle was at my house and he like he normally stops by like every once in a while or on like a holiday but I walked in the house and I already knew like nobody had to say anything. And then I just like, I had to just cling to the Lord, man. Cause I'm like, and I remember that I, I texted a few of my friends and I'm like, I don't want to talk. 
But then they called me and they're like, hey, I love you. Hey, what do you need? Let's just talk for 10 minutes. And I think, um, you know, doing, having people that are just going to like say, hey, I know you're not doing okay, but let's talk. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't really want to, like that was really huge for me because I never had people like that would do that for me on any other time. So do you feel like, and you know, just for any listener out there that doesn't know what BSSM is, it's Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Um, it was originally started in Redding, California at the main campus, and now we have it at Bethel Cleveland as well. Um, and Tabitha has been a part of it for the last three years. And so it sounds like, Tab, through these first two stories of heartache and pain, that God was surrounding you with community that turned into friends and friends that turned into family. Yeah, absolutely. Because outside of um, outside of church, no one I knew was a believer. Hmm. Um, I have one. I have one friend that she she is a believer, and she has, she lived out of state um, up until about last year. She had moved, um, but yeah, the Lord just like put me right in the good spot where people would love on me no no matter what it looked like and let me tell you it was pretty ugly the last three years <laughs> well sometimes uh like we said the process and the journey isn't easy but uh he takes us through the fire but he brings us out brighter mm-hmm. you know and uh a caterpillar going into a cocoon you know probably isn't very you know, comfortable or <laughs> pretty, but when it comes out that butterfly on the other side um, and he can literally fly, um, you know, it says those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength and they will rise up on the wings like eagles. Mm. And so sometimes it's in the waiting, it's in the hoping, it's in the enduring that God meets us and anchors us and reminds us that we're not alone. I love in Psalm 68 6 it says he will put the lonely in families Mm -hmm. and so as we're talking about the move of god through heartache and transition and feeling like you're not understood and you're alone and you come to a place i mean what even made you sign up for this bethel school of supernatural ministry did that freak you out like how did what made you do that um it was it was literally that uh my plan it was my plan Mm. didn't work out Mm. um and i had talked to a a few people like i felt like okay well i don't have anything else to do like that was the thing it was like okay well i was supposed to be planning xyz and now that's not happening so i mean what am i going to do with all my free time and i was like okay i guess i'm doing bssm and i told one of the leaders um at the time I was like, hey, I think I'm supposed to do BSSM. And she's like, okay, good. I'll be your pastoral reference. And I was like, uh, wait, it was that easy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, yeah, just a transition, I guess, would be the word that, if we're looking for a singular word, and you know <laughs> Tabitha never looks for singular words. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say transition. Mm. Life transitions is yeah. what made me sign up for BSSM. Wow which is kind of funny because this is a young adult ministry, a young adult podcast. And man, if I had to pick, you know, one of the the top words to describe the young adult season of life, it would be transition. Uh. There are so, and that's why we, it really is a season of life. It's not necessarily an age, it's a season. And um, there's some young, young adults that are like older than me mm-hmm. because they have, the season of life they're in, you know, and um, it's it's really about. Um, but there's so many transitions from jobs to relationships to where am I living to what am I doing to what am I feeling, mm. and it's when we can be anchored in the presence of God, and when we can be aware of the move of God. We're reminded that He's with us through those transitions, that we're not alone, and that He actually has a plan for our lives. Um, 
this isn't a scripture, but I remember reading the quote one time that said, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans, which I only, <laughs> which I only half agree with um, because I think God loves for us to dream with him. And I think, you know, it says delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, obviously the desires that are good and godly and of him. Right. Um, but I also think like sometimes, you know, it's like we ask for, you know, it's like, I want a new car, you know, and, and I want this type of car. He's like, no, no, don't worry. I got this type of car planned for you. <laughs> like you think you want that, but wait until you see what I have. Um, but sometimes it's in the waiting, it's in the enduring, it's in the transitions of like, what is going on? Who am I? Where am I going? And why am I going through this? Um, but sometimes we just need that still small reminder that God's got us and God's got you. Mm -hmm. So, so you go to BSSM, now you're graduated and I kind of hear God got your attention first by reminding you and showing you and you had this experience of reading this pamphlet at your kitchen table of feeling and experiencing his love. And then you kind of come to this church after some other church hurt and heartbreak and you get surrounded by this community that you didn't really want to be a part of, but that you needed. Um, and now you're out, you're, you just graduated last year. You're still part of the young adults, still part of the church, but that's not a part of BSSM anymore. So what is God doing in your life now? What is God doing in your life right now? And uh, how does the lessons that you've learned through your journey impact you now? What am I doing in my life now? <laughs> Um, it's been a weird summer slash early fall. Is it fall yet? It is. Um, it's definitely fall, especially today. It's cold, <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like I was really excited to get, like, to have more time. I was like, yes, summer. Yes, I'm going to do all these things. Yes, this is going to be amazing. Oh, you want to do this? Let's go. You want to do this? And I was really pumped. Um, and then... About maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, it was the beginning of August. Um, the Lord was like, he, <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit likes to talk to me like with my attitude, right? So he's like, I'm gonna need you to simmer down. And I'm like, simmer down? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, simmer down, what do you mean? Um, and I went from being like, like I'm a planner, like I'm organized, like my life is planned out and um not my life i should say my schedule because my you're, life you're, is, you're <laughs> my life is not planned out your day to day is planned yeah, yeah. out um and then the lord was like i just need you to stop hmm. and be with me and any of my friends will tell you that i have no idea what that looks like <laughs> um so my day to day was like let's go to work and come home and just sit and like talk to the Lord. And that's a, that's harder than being on the go for me. Um, so I was, I'm, I'm still kind of in that transition of not, I don't want to say not knowing, but like, of figuring it out. Like, I don't know what my, what days look like now. I don't know what, what do I fill my day with? What do I not fill my day with? If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you were so go, go, go. And yeah. now you have not just cause school's over, but you're, you said your job schedule changed and some yes. other things shifted around. Yes. Isn't it funny? Like when we're go, 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 we always like, oh, only if I had more time. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I just had more time. And then we have all this time and you're <laughs> like, we're like, um, we're bored and we need to be more busy. <laughs> yes. Like, isn't it? We're never content, right? Nope. And so, <laughs> so now you have this time and, um, 
which is, you know, just knowing you, Tabitha, you're such a Martha in, in the natural, right? You're, you know, the story of Martha and Mary. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus while Martha, you know, was running around mm-hmm. the house, getting things ready for the party. And, you know, and then Martha got mad at Mary. He's like, Mary, help, you know? And Jesus is like, she's sitting with me. She's being with me, you know? And um, people often say, like, are we supposed to be Martha's or Mary's? And I'm saying both. Mm-hmm. But we're meant to start with a heart posture of being a Mary where we sit with Jesus. And then when we go out and we do, we go out and do out of that place of being with Jesus. Um, and so it, it, I, there's seasons in my life where I feel like a Martha and then it's like, all right, now I need to go back to being a Mary and coming back to my first love, which is kind of funny because coming back to your original verse that we mm-hmm. started this with, that we love because God first loved us. Yeah. And so I wonder, in this season, if God's calling you back to His, or to your first love in Him, of being with Him, not doing for Him, but being with Him, resting with Him, abiding with Him. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that way because, being you know, being in the the BSSM community, it's like that is, um. It's easy. It's there to be with the Lord. You know, like yeah. you, like I didn't have to try. You literally had homework that you had to go yeah. do. <laughs> so it's like now I'm, I have to have the discipline and create the habit to be with the Lord on my own and see what that looks like. And, you know, what do I, do I read the Bible? Do I read a book? Do I do this, do that? And because I went from hurt, 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 then jumped into BSSM, I don't know what that looks like for mm-hmm. me outside of um, uh, outside of like a school setting, mm-hmm. you know? If, does that make sense? Yeah, you, sometimes we can be so busy, but we don't realize, and I'm not saying you were doing this, but I know I've done this. I've seen other people do this. They fill their lives up with busyness because they're actually afraid or don't know how to process all the pain and to sit with it and wrestle with it as Jacob wrestled with Jesus. And I just feel the Lord's really on this right now that he wants us and anyone out there listening to sit with him, to process with him so we can get it out. And so we don't just keep eating it or keep going back mm-hmm. around the same mountain over and over again. But if there's a bad taste in your mouth, taste it and then spit it out, you know? So I don't know. I felt like there's something on that. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's my story is like, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I think that goes along with that. Like if you're, if you're in a moment where you're like, I'm not good right now. That's what community is for, right? That's what the Lord is for. And if if you need a if you need to talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord about it. If you actually need to talk to a friend, talk to a friend about it because you know, he's a big God. He can handle you telling him you're not going to be okay and throwing tantrums cuz mm-hmm. I threw a couple of good tantrums over mm-hmm. the last few years. Mm-hmm. We just have to be willing to tell someone we are not okay and I mean even like you know you and I we've had some really hardcore like deep discussions about where I'm just like dude I'm not okay mm-hmm. and I think about what what the season would have looked like had I not been comfortable enough you know and like you know the enemy is so quick to um try to get you to think of oh, I could have been here. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, I'm so thankful that like Ryan loved me through doing that, you know? And like Mm -hmm. my friends loved me through this mess because I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Love God and love others. Mm -hmm. And even, even if we don't, (laughs) even if we don't want to love somebody, we still got to find find the Jesus in him, you know, and be like, okay, Lord, how would you love this person? Wow. That's good to have the, I was just having a conversation, uh, 
with a couple people today and I said, let's, let's ask the Lord how we could have been more like him through mm-hmm. this situation. And if we, if I took that mindset into any situation or conflict or, you know, that I had, I think I would start to look a lot more like Jesus <laughs> and act a lot more like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but he meets us where we're at. He knows us, he sees us. And I, I just feel like, um, anyone listening, you know, this might be a little bit different of an episode than we've had, but I really feel like the Lord wants you to know that he sees you, Mm -hmm. that when Tabitha felt alone and isolated and kind of still does right now in some ways of like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what God's doing. It feels uncomfortable. I I don't, you know, have the answers. I think sometimes the most powerful testimonies are the ones that are in the test right now. It's easy sometimes to be like, oh, well, God took me through this and brought me out this way. But sometimes in testimonies that inspire me the most, right? Are, are, we don't know the end of the story yet. <laughs> like you're right now, like, I don't know what's next. I'm still working this thing out. But what I do know is that the Lord is good, that he has surrounded me with his love. He surrounded me with community. And now he's going to anchor me through this storm. That he, he, you know, I had some things come up in my life and a guy gave me a prophetic word that said the Lord allowed a loud keyword is here, not caused, allowed these things to happen so that you could face them head on and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But until we face them with the Lord, we we can't get rid of them. We have to choose to take out the garbage and take it out and put it at the curb so the garbage <laughs> truck comes and gets it, right? We have to physically choose to do that when the garbage is getting too full. And so sometimes we need these moments and says, you know, one of my favorite quotes from the Rocky movie, Rocky Balboa is when Rocky, after Adrian dies, you know, he goes to his friend, Paulie and says, Paulie, there's some stuff in the basement. And Paulie's like, what are you talking about, Rocky? You don't have a basement. And Rocky starts to get emotional. He says the basement and he starts pointing to his chest and to his heart. And then Rocky or Paulie starts to pick up what he means. And Paulie's like, tell me about the basement. And Rocky just says, you know, sometimes it's just so hard to breathe, but there's stuff in the basement that I got to get out. You know, that we, there's stuff in us that we got to get out. And that's why the Psalms are so powerful. When you read the Psalms and you, you read the Psalmist and King David crying out to God. I mean, there's some Psalms that are like, basically like, I'm going down. I'm going to die. This is going to happen. You know, everyone's turned against me, but you know how they always end. But I trust you, Lord, and you are good. And I find my strength in you. It always comes back to the goodness and the promises of the Lord. But there's some real fear there. There's real trauma there. There's real heartache there. There's real confusion there. And so anyone reading, and if you're in a time of confusion, of heartache, of sadness, I'd encourage you to do a couple things. Get still with the Lord. Ask him just to speak to you. In Psalm 46, 10, it says, be still, know that he's God. Get into the Psalms so that you know whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. And there's a song by Jen Johnson called It's Gonna Be Okay. And I literally feel like someone listening to this right now is driving in their car and they're listening to this and they need to turn on that song. It's called It's Gonna Be Okay by Jen Johnson. And the Lord's gonna meet you in a powerful way, in a way you might even have to pull over on the side of your car because the power and presence of God is gonna surround you and remind you that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's gonna be okay. Through a a time um, a couple years ago, this had never happened to me. I was, uh, I resigned from uh, my, the last church I was at out of faith because I asked God what would take the most faith in my life. And I felt like he said, resign from your job and trust me. And then we found out we were pregnant, you know, with, with Lincoln, which was an amazing joy, but I'm like, I don't have health insurance. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I'm working at Home Depot and uh, part-time. And um, so I was going grocery shopping for MJ one day and I pulled into Aldi and it could just be, I'm not a huge fan of Aldi and MJ <laughs> loves Aldi, but um, I pulled in and literally had a panic attack. Like the thought of going into the store 
and getting a cart, like I got this swirling anxiety anxiety in me and started like bawling. Like I had to call MJ and she left work. And this is really vulnerable. I've never, I don't think I've ever shared this with a lot of people. Um, and she like came and found me in the parking lot in my car. And I just was sobbing and she just held me. Mm-hmm. And she just held me and kept saying, it's going to be okay. You know, as a 37-year-old man, I was like, what is going on with me? I've never had an experience like that. But I was literally almost like too afraid to get out of my car at the thought of going grocery shopping but because I was so confused about life. I was scared. I was, we're having a child and I don't have a job and I'm working, you know, nothing against Home Depot. I hope I work there when I retire. I loved it, <laughs> but making $11 an hour and there was just conf- confusion. But now when I tell this story, people look back and they're like, wow, what? great faith what an adventure look how god has moved i'm like yeah it might be a great story now but when you're in the story it doesn't always feel great Mm. yeah like for me now it's it's you know a lot of my friends are um they have other things go like they have other things going on rightfully so they're amazing things like i'm so like excited for them and um it's all good stuff you know but i'm like being alone is hard and then it's like trying to and being alone is hard because my love language is physical touch and quality time mm-hmm. <laughs> so and like i actually didn't realize that so like last week um when i was like praying about what like what i needed to talk about and i'm like oh that's why this feels so weird quality time and physical touch are up there and i haven't been around people and stuff like that um but the Lord is really like, you know, he's so patient. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> he's so patient because it's like, it's not like, you know, you're not doing this. Yeah. It's like, like, babe, maybe you should, maybe you should read your Bible or babe, maybe you should do this. Like, it's very like just loving and like cozy. Like I never feel mm-hmm. like he's mad at me for being in this season. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do, you get to do. Yeah. Well, as we conclude, as we conclude, as we close, <laughs> I'm getting emotional here. Um, yeah, I just, uh, Tab, is there any, you know, last minute or so, anything from your story in this season that you're in? I, I think the Lord just wants people to know, one, that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. They're not alone through the mess. They're not alone through the process. Um, that They're not alone through the journey that in Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord says, I, the Lord will guide you always. That's a promise. That's something that I say over my life when I don't know where I'm going or why I'm going or what I'm doing. I say, God, thank you that you promised to guide me always. But is there anything that you want someone to hear right now that they need to hear as we close out this episode? Um, There's a few things. I think when when you're in a season of like confusion and not knowing, um, I think you need to just start like small things with the Lord. Mm. Like the Lord is just like, Hey, instead of listening to this song in the morning, why don't you listen to this song in the morning? Mm. Um, or like, you know, you grab your phone to turn off your alarm. As soon as you grab your phone, why don't you check out what the, the Bible verse of the day is, you know, on the Bible app. Um, so I've been, starting very small to make to make me feel connected with the Lord. Um and actually that's been pretty awesome. Um it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be like I need a change. I'm going to speak in tongues right now, you know? It's the tiny things that the Lord is looking for. He's looking for your commitment to him. Yeah. And what is going to work for you to connect with the Lord, not not what it looks like for Ryan, not what it looks like for MJ or anyone else. You know, it's what it, what does it look like for Tabitha mm-hmm. to actually sit and be with the Lord and, and understand that perfect love, you know, understand that he's going to love me while I'm in transition and while I'm doing things. Um, but, you know, it's also being, like I said, community and, telling people that you're not okay. Um, 
and just being being willing to say how you feel whether whether it's to the lord like i said i had some good tantrums um but then also have somebody to hold you accountable for things like that's been huge for me recently it's like people are like and i'm i normally if someone asks me how i'm doing i'm not gonna lie because mm-hmm. you can read it on my face you know yeah um and i'm just like yeah i'm not okay this is what's going on and i think just being able to be honest um is is big yeah i think learning to be honest with the lord is um and being honest with yourself is so key um because god just wants you to be honest with him he wants you to be real with him and he wants to meet you wherever you're at and so whoever's out there listening i hope you hear tabitha's story a little bit of my story but are reminded that god is with you on the journey that God is with you in your story and the hard parts and the great parts and the sad parts and the happy parts, that he is there with you, that he's a God who is close to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. But it does take uh, a response on our part to stop and be still and know that he is God, to remind ourselves of the goodness of God and to draw close to him because scripture says as we draw close to him, he will draw close to us. And he's always there, but he's just waiting. He's waiting for us to put down our phones, to get alone, mm-hmm. maybe go on a nice walk with him and just be still and be zoom out from our situation a little bit and remember that everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So Father, I thank you for Tabitha. I thank you for everyone listening right now, God. And I pray that they would know that they are loved, that they are seen. And that God, I thank you that we love because you first love us. And anyone listening to this, God, let them know that you're with them and it's going to be okay. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks so much, Tabitha. Thanks for everyone who's listening and we will catch you soon. Remember, it's going to be okay. Thanks for kicking it with us today. The Move Podcast. If you love the message, we've got more episodes on the way. If you're looking for more ways to get involved, meet us in person the first Friday of every month at our Bethel Cleveland Brunswick campus. Cleveland, Ohio. Also, for more information, Follow us on social media at Bethel C-L-E-Y-A. C-L-E-Y-A to stay updated with our latest events, young adult worship nights, and more. Or check out our website, BethelCleveland.com slash young adults.